Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network. My name is Jim Haney. I'm the executive director. Welcome to another podcast. And today I have a new co-host, Katie. Katie, introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, guys. My name is Katie Sorensen. Um, I'm the new peer services coordinator for Montana's Peer Network. <laughs> That's our special music. Whenever Katie talks, we're going to play the little... <laughs> We're going to play the little princess music or whatever that is, uh, the magic wand. So Katie's our new peer services coordinator, and she's going to be doing co-hosting with me, doing podcasts, and we promise we'll be doing them more often, right? Super excited about it. It's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. And Katie's new, so be gentle with her. Uh, don't send her a bunch of emails and stuff. Hate mail. Yeah. Yeah. Let her Let her warm up a little bit. She's only been here a few weeks, so... We were just talking about how I have no internal temperature regulation, so let me warm up oh, a little. right, right. I asked her, is it cold in here? And she said, yes, of course. So <laughs> I tend to keep the office a little bit cool. Helps my brain function a little better. So, but we can open the door a little bit and let some warm air in here. I may need to. We'll okay. see if I don't get too nervous. The okay. ner- my nerves might make me warm up. Cool. All right. So... I think the one thing that uh, we kind of settled on that we really wanted to chat about was uh, the recent NPR uh, article, and it came out uh, August 23rd, so you can look that up if you want to check it out, how patients react to seeing their doctor's notes. So I thought that was a really good one. We've been sitting here for like an hour talking about all kinds of different stuff, but that particular one is... That's like a, a, a good loaded topic. Yeah, I was thinking, um, I kind of see both sides of it. I, uh, went, I went to college to be a clinician. So I kind of see the side of where clinicians um, share their notes to work as a team um, to try to um, better treat a client. But then there's this other side of it that um, I believe that doctors share notes with each other and when they do that it it, it kind of disempowers us as clients and it um, yeah, leaves the power right. with the with the medical profession and yeah. and takes the power away from us as um, people in recovery so yeah yeah I mean I I think uh, you know I've had this discussion many times and in peer sport 101 we teach you know about recover uh, about HIPAA and, you know, in HIPAA rules, it says, you know, a patient has the right to have access to their files. So then the question becomes the note part. Is that considered part of the file or is that the clinician's note? And is the clinician writing something that's um, kind and compassionate, right? Because that's where the problem exists. Some places, if I go to my GP's office and say I'd like copies of my 
my file, they're like, yeah, no problem. But if I go into the mental health center and I say I want copies of my file, that's a whole different story. Yeah, I think the lines kind of get blurred when it comes to behavioral health as well because, um, you know, with other sciences and with other medical model professions, there's kind of a um, cut and dried way of dealing with things, whereas with behavioral health, it's a lot of gray area where a lot of things that could be offensive might still be helpful and so where, what, what is our part as people in recovery to um, be able to, like, you know, see the hard truths about our illness and also, like, see the, um, how it, it's helpful to us to be able to acknowledge those hard truths so that our um, behavioral health professional can help us and further our recovery rather than right. um, inhibit our recovery with their um, jargon and whatnot. Right. Right. And there could be some of the jargon that could be upsetting mm-hmm. or offensive. Like ambivalent or... Non-compliant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all know some of those words, right? Yeah. As people in recovery, we've heard those words. Yeah. I, you know, one time I had a counselor, uh, so I was doing a training, this came up, we were in a discussion, and the counselor said something about, I think there's some rules around if if it's detrimental to the person's well-being or something, mm-hmm. you know, like there's some rules and, I, and we're, we're not counselors, either one of us. So, right. right. But just from our experience as people in recovery, I don't, you know, my response to that at the time was like, well, yeah, I guess, but what would you write in there that's detrimental to the person's well-being? Aren't you there to encourage the person to be well? Like I, that, you know, I sort of, I kind of question that, like, Right. just feels like a another thing to kind of hide behind, you know, like sort of, instead of being open and honest with people and sharing, there's kind of a, seems like, oh, well, we don't want you to actually read what we're really writing about you right. kind of mentality at, at times. Certainly not for everybody, but I think that most experience for most people is probably if you ask for your files, you're probably not getting copies of them readily available. Again... I think I can even go online now with my GP and right. just access my files, right. right? Like, so I don't know. Right. I guess ultimately what I think about that is people, when people are able to read their own medical files, basically me, as the client, I'm a part of this team. And so when we're writing notes so that we can all be on the same page as a team, I'm a part of that team, a team that cannot be effective if I'm not, if I'm not in cooperation with what the plan is. And so, um, ultimately it would be, I mean, I, I feel like the goal is to kind of move into the future with this idea of like empowering us as the client to be more a part of that treatment team and to be more on the same page with the, with the collective, right? Yes. So that we're on board with it, right? I don't want these maladaptive behaviors anymore. So what can I do and how can we work with the truth rather than keeping me delusional, keeping you guys in in power when the only person that can fix my problems is me. Ultimately, it's my choice. So, Very true. So Very I need true. that information as well as the client. Very true. And I think uh, more information is helpful to people too. Yeah. I think that knowing what's going on and 
that open transparency, you know, yeah. that's one of the keys to trauma recovery is being transparent. So if you don't have anything to hide, then what's the big deal? I think right. then you just let people, but, um, you know, if you want to listen to that article or, uh, listen to the, the radio show on NPR, it was from August 23rd. And I think this is a really good topic and it's a real good discussion. Um, what do you do and how do you react if you see the notes and, um, yeah. And so. how do you, how do you take more, um, have more of a hand in how your treatment plan goes by knowing what's in those notes? Well, ultimately also, that's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Is knowing what's in the notes and, and, you know, the treatment plan while, you know, we need to do that for billing purposes, I think making sure that people are a part of it and they're not excluding them. Right. You know, so taking away people's right to self-determination. Exactly. Giving them a voice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Katie is going to be our interview for the show today where, uh, we thought we'd start it off so you could learn a little bit about Katie. So later on in the show, we're going to do a little Q and a, we'll hear from Katie and then, um, some things going on at MPN that we want you to know about. So, um, this is recovery month, September. Yeah. And so depending on kind of when you're listening to this, but the recovery conference is September 15th and, uh, it's in um, Missoula at the Holiday Inn, and uh, it's uh, 20 bucks at the door. If you're an NPN member, it's free. There's lots of cool workshops, right? Yeah. Yeah. So It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. really excited about it. I'm yeah. really excited to see everybody and all the people in recovery coming together. Absolutely. And we're doing a 30 and 30 um, uh, recovery story, like recovery talks. Record a five-minute video. And you can uh, upload it on, is it Tribute? I think mean, it's Tribute. Yes. And uh, you can get the link off of our website at mtpeernetwork.org. Exactly. So share your recovery story. Um, you know, inspirational stuff is always welcome. And, uh, you know, let's get it out there. So we're trying to do 30 stories in 30 days. we got that going on. Um our board of directors, so Montana Peer Network board of directors, we are looking for, uh, there's a couple specific um, folks that we're looking for out there. So if you're listening, you're thinking about, um, you'd like to get more involved. So we're looking for uh, Native American representation or a veteran uh, representation um, or youth. So uh, youth would be, in order to be on the board, you have to be 18. So that would be like 18 to 25 so veterans, Native Americans, and uh, youth, uh, we'd like to have uh, better representation. You know, one of the things we achieved in 2018 was uh, regional representation across the state. We have board members in Missoula, and we have a board member in uh, Glendive, Great Falls, Butte. So we feel like now we're finally geographically representing the state of Montana. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention was uh, for peer supporters. So if you are you have been working as a peer supporter, you have until the end of November to get certified. So the application is out with the Board of Behavioral Health. You need to get certified by the end of November, and then they're going to start checking. They're going to start checking organizations and making sure that they're certified. And you won't be able to practice um, legally if you don't get certified by the end of November. So it's September, early September, you've still got a couple months, but it takes a while. So make sure you get on it and don't, um, don't delay because you got to get fingerprints 
there's some paperwork, you got to answer questions. Yeah, yeah, it's 32 pages. It's going to take you a little while. You're not going to sit down in an hour and fill it out. So you want to start that process going along. I've so. heard the process of filling out the application actually like uh, enhances your recovery because of the way you get to like process through your history, your health history, your um, legal history. And um, I don't know, I've just had somebody tell me that it was actually like really good for their own recovery to get to go through that and write all that stuff down. So cool. Excellent. Well, that's what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we want to uh, we want to let you know that you can sponsor a podcast, Montana's Peer Network. Uh, if you would like to advertise your business or maybe your practice, maybe you're a counselor or you know maybe you have a recovery program. Uh, for as little as 25 bucks, you can sponsor a podcast and we'll pitch your shit on the show. And we'll, <laughs> I, knew, I knew she'd crack up. She starts laughing <laughs> and it makes me laugh. So uh, <laughs> we'll talk about whatever your product is yeah. on the podcast. You can sponsor a podcast. We don't have any to date, but we do in our newsletter which is cool. And so uh, we're looking for one on the podcast. So you got some kind of business, you want to pitch it, that'd be great. So any uh, any takers out there for the, the podcast? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. All right. So Katie's cracking up. She's making me laugh. Okay. okay. Recovery tool. Uh, recovery tech tool of the month. Do you want to do this one, Katie? Um, go to recovery month. So because it's recovery month, you can go to recoverymonth.gov and there's all kind of links and, um, websites that you can get to from there. information that you can learn about. Um, I actually just went on there for the first time and it had a lot of really cool stuff on there. So recoverymonth.gov. Yeah. Personal stories. So you can click. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually upload your own personal recovery story, and it'll be on that website, and everybody can see it. There's a bunch of them on there. They look really cool, so yeah, everybody likes to hear recovery stories. Yeah, and there's uh, you can download. There's all kinds of uh, like graphics and logos that you can download, and like here in Montana, we downloaded the um, there's samples for proclamations, and so like um, one of our members went to Governor Bullock and uh, submitted the letter. It's like a generic letter, but it basically proclaims that September uh, 2018 is recovery month in the state of Montana. And so, you know, if you give if you give a, a mayor, like we did it in Billings also, so if you give them the template, they're usually more than happy to do that because, you know, that's a good PR thing yeah. for them. And so, you know, they get to feel good about something proclaiming the month of September recovery month. So, uh, you can go down there. They have uh, uh, samples, so you can just download the template. Then they just insert their information and, you know. You know, the thing about it is, too, I think that um, behavioral health, like mental health issues and substance use disorder issues are, I mean, everybody has someone in their family or a loved one or a friend that this you know, that their illness is affecting their life and it's causing pain in their life. And I think that people want to get on board with recovery as opposed to, um, you know, getting them in the criminal justice system. People want to help the people that they love. And this, um, and this is doing that. So absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, 
I think that uh, when you do that, it raises people's awareness and lets, you know, lets politicians also know, hey, people in recovery, they're voters too. And so they have a vested interest, you know, and it's just a feel good thing. I mean, really, I know Governor Bullock this is the second year that he's done it uh, for us. And then um, Brent from the board of directors, we got to go to uh, Billings. We met the mayor Cole and the city council and they read it into the record declaring September Recovery Month and billing. So that was yeah. really cool. People yeah. in recovery are in politics. Yeah. So that's that's another truth is people are getting into recovery and they're just doing amazing things. So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So anyway, recoverymonth.gov uh, is the uh, website to go to. So Recovery Tech Tool of the Month. That's it. So we're going to transition now over to Katie. And we're going to talk to, I know, I changed your, I, I was going to, I had it all queued up, your little sound thing, and then I, uh, I clicked on crazy. something else. Yeah. I was trying to find the tech sound effect. You're out effect. of control, Jim. I know. I had this sound effect for the, the tech tool of the month that I used last month, and it was some kind of like satellite thing or something, and now I can't find it on here. And so I'm like, what happened to the, you know, and so I, I can't. I it's can't, Katie. Yeah, I can't find it. Is this it right here? That's it. There it is. That's that's Katie's sound effect. So, yes. Katie, we've transitioned into your world. Okay. So, Katie, uh, wow. So, you're working now here at Montana's Peer Network. Uh, what what uh, what what brought you here? What why did you uh, think this would be a place for you? So, um, I was going to college to be a, a licensed addictions counselor. I'm I've been in recovery for six years. This is actually my second try. I was in recovery for almost three years the first time. And um, so basically it's taken me, uh, you know, 13 years to get something pretty solid that I can stand on. I finished college in December and I was kind of on the track to be an addictions counselor. And, a, and then I go to my um, master's program and go for my LCSW. And um, the place that I was doing my internship, I was kind of working there, um, you know, covering shifts, like, and mostly, like, I, I, was, I wore many hats at that agency. And so um, they required me to take um, the peer support training. And I guess just when I, when I took that peer support training, it actually made me question um, the direction that I was going in. And... Um, hmm. What what I know from my own recovery has actually worked for me, mm -hmm. and what um, what it what what it means to help other people get recovery and still be true to myself, hmm. um, still and do what matters to me, do what I'm good at without um, selling myself out. Yeah. So um, yeah. It's so that's so when I heard that you guys were hiring, I jumped on it like that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, we've had that happen a few times, actually, in Peer Support 101 training. We've had LACs actually say, like, I remember the first time it happened. It really kind of blew me away because I uh, I was really unsure about having licensed people in the training because I was like, why would you want to go to this? Like, you're licensed. Like, you went to college and, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing something very different. But the first time it happened, I, I remember it. I remember somebody saying... It was maybe like the third day of the training and the woman was a LAC and she said, I wish I would have known about this five years ago 
I would be a pure supporter today. I never would have went and got my license to be an LAC. Right. And that really took me back. Right. I mean, that was really like, whoa, like this is really having an impact. Right. And then it happened again in another class. Yeah. You know, and then I met you and um, I remember you, 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 <laughs> you expressed that in the class yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so it was like, whoa. It was troubling, actually. You know, you, know, you go to college for however many years it takes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. But I don't feel like I was doing the wrong thing. I'm just really grateful that I was given another option. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and yeah. also, so I guess my thing was the disclosure piece, being a counselor. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think that. Disclosing it, your recovery. It, exactly. Like yeah. disclosing my recovery. So like I, my final project that I did in my ethics class, I actually did it on self-disclosure in counseling because um, I know from my own recovery, like self-disclosure, like disclosing my recovery story and other people um, disclosing their recovery to me is what how I have built my recovery. So it was troubling to me to um, think about how I was going to be able to build rapport with people without sharing, without sharing my recovery. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, so right. when I found peer support, it, it, it made me question my track, but also it was, it got me very, I got very excited. Like, um, so yeah, it was exciting to me. It's this exciting new frontier of, um, like rebuilding the way that we recover. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, I mean, peer support is adding another uh, tool in the treatment toolbox, kind of how I think of it. You know, it's like we're not there to replace an LAC. We're just there to play this whole different role. Augment. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in my own recovery, peer support played a huge role. And through the years meeting people, you just meet person after person where it's like, yeah, it's connecting to somebody. Yeah. You know, right? And. And a lot of times, the way that happens is in a 12-step meeting, right? Yeah. I mean, because that's that's generally, across this nation, that is actually where people go for peer support. Right. And it, it's an, a, an effective model. Yeah. Um, you know, I've spent, you know, I've had a lot of situations in my life where there was an authoritarian or like a... Um, you know, someone, someone in power, um, giving me treatment and me sitting there wondering how they could ever possibly think to know me from what they learned in a book. Right. And so, um, and also like working and working at an agency with people coming to get recovery and dealing with co-occurring and knowing that like when I would teach classes, I, I speak a language that they can understand. Like nobody, I never had to tell anybody at the agency I worked at that I was in recovery. Like they know <laughs> I'm in recovery because of the language that I speak. Right. That doesn't, and that doesn't surprise Right. Me. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. we, I say we, and I know yeah. that like when I talk about like us putting people in, you know, in that place of like where we should be getting the spirit, a spiritual aspect from our recovery. They know that I'm in recovery right. because like just, I speak the language. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it makes such a huge difference. I mean, I, right. I, Instant credibility. It, like it, they're it like, does. how long have you been in recovery? And I'm like, what am I supposed to say? Right. I have to tell them right. six years. Right. You exactly. Know. Exactly. I, I, I remember back, um, 
being, uh, it was my third hospitalization, uh, psychiatric hospitalization, and I remember, I mean, I was really sick in a total fog, and I remember this guy coming in and uh, doing a talk where he, like, told his story, and I don't remember very much about his story. I can't tell you his name. I can't even tell you his face, but I remember this. I remember him turning around. He wrote his name on the board, and he turned and faced us and said, I've been in recovery for 22 years, and I was 21 at the time. And that just blew my world. Like, what? Like, yeah. this guy's been in recovery longer than I've been alive. Right. And the impact of that was enormous, far more than any doctor or counselor, yeah. right? Or like even seeing that people could actually get clean. Yeah. For yeah. me, yeah. like for me, nobody that was cool got clean. If you were cool, you weren't getting clean. And if you were clean, <laughs> then you already weren't cool. And right, so right. that's, and that's the, the differential right there between a doctor and a peer to me is like, um, I'm not discrediting the knowledge that you gain from going to college. Going to college changed my life. It sure. absolutely changed the way that I work. It changed what I know about addiction and what I know about dealing with um, behavioral health. But also, um, yeah, just knowing that like, well, you know. Right. We were just talking, we were just talking earlier about um, you uh, gaining skills with facilitation, for example, right. getting up right. in front of people doing a presentation versus somebody who didn't go to school who now has to learn how to do that, how right. to, it's not just about getting up in front of people, it's about all the preparation that goes right. into it. I, or even like dealing with the yeah. technology, dealing like learning, learning how to get on, you know, a PowerPoint, do a PowerPoint presentation, or even learning how to throw something together the night before it's due and pulling it off and getting an A. Like right. the, the pressure and deadlines and those, those kinds of, I think they call that um, soft skills. So, you know, being punctual and being able to do things right. when you're supposed to do them. Like right. those are the kinds of things that I learned in college. And before, honestly, I didn't know how to do those things before. Did, so. you, ever, did you ever think you'd be that person? Did you ever think... You know, I mean... No, I like still don't think... The, the college I graduate. I still don't think I'll you know. be that person. Like, <laughs> you're, you're working in this recovery I'm si organization I'm sitting now, here right like, now going, you know. I hope they believe me that I'm this person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, you make a good point. And I, and I think that, you know, uh, for me, I mean, my hope, and this goes back, I remember having discussions about this in the peer task force. We talked about creating career paths for peer supporters, like you're kind of coming from almost the opposite. You're coming from somebody who was going to be go this LAC path and then went, whoa, I want to be a peer supporter. But we have the opposite also where people get into peer support work and it's entry level, it's low pay. And where do they move up to? Right. Well, where they move up to is they do what you did. They have to go to school right. and you're going to learn. And the next stepping stone, the nat nat natural stepping stone is to become an LAC. Yeah. It's, or, you know, I mean, maybe, but honestly, like getting an education just opens up the world to you. I, I feel like that was, that's another thing is going to college for me opened up the world. Like I learned that there's this whole world of options that I never felt 
were available to me before I got into recovery. Mm -hmm. Like the way that I grew up and the way that my life was when I was still very sick, um, those I, I felt like the world had very few options, but like going to school opened up this world of options. And so, um, so, so yeah, that is the next step is, you know, opening it up to options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't want peer supporters getting sort of pigeonholed, you know, yeah. you end up, you end up in this role in a company and yes, you're doing great work, but as you progress and now you've been a peer supporter for six years, seven years, eight years, 10 years, I mean, I've been this is for me, it's like 10 years. I mean, you, you got to move up somewhere. Like you just naturally, you want to do something to different. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that, that we shouldn't forget that either. And that there is a way then to progress and, uh, you know, or maybe it's something else. Maybe you want to go be a LCPC or a, a social worker or something, but this could or be, a wild man you know, firefighter. yeah, or you could <laughs> do something totally different, you know, yeah. But I think, you know, just so that people know that, too, and that we're, you know, I think you and I feel the same way, not trying to be down right. on the other profession. No, and also, know. but also I think what the point is, is that we didn't, we got into recovery to get freedom. Sure. And so, like, the decisions that we make can enhance our freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. so, basically, that's what it ultimately is for me, is that um, going to school gave me freedom. I didn't, um, you know... In my mind, I was never going to get a job like this. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I had to go to school. I didn't even believe that I could be a peer supporter mm. without my education. My education mm. gave me that confidence to make me, you know, mm -hmm. that I could, I believe that I could actually do something mm. epic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, speaking of epic, we have the recovery conference coming. Yes! And so, uh, I want to touch on you. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing a workshop. You're doing a workshop at the conference. Uh, it's going to be epic. Yeah. 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 So what, what's, tell us about that. Um, yeah. So basically, um, I'm doing a workshop. It's going to be on navigating complex relationships in peer support. And basically, like, the underlying point is about um, boundaries, but not, it, not exactly how it always is presented, like ethics and boundaries. It is going to be about that, but it's going to be a lot more about how do we take care of ourselves in such a way that what we let in and what we put out is okay or, um, mm. healthy. It doesn't do any harm to me. It doesn't do any harm to you. And it is the, um, I have healthy enough, I'm healthy enough and I'm well enough to make sure that what I'm doing is based on a decision that is the, to the highest benefit for you and for myself. Mm. So basically, how do we take care of ourselves and how do we keep the bad stuff out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I think this is a, it's a great topic and this workshop will be a uh, CEU for peer supporters, right? Yeah. We're going to do, uh, we'll have certificates there so you can get them <clears throat> for this particular workshop. So for those of you getting certified, you need, need to start doing your CEUs. This is the kind of thing that you want to be going to because this is so important, you know. In Peer Support 101, we can only touch on, you know, there's 18 domains and we have 40 hours. So. Yeah. Obviously, you're only spending an hour, hour and a half, two hours max on a topic. You, there's really a number of topics, and right. boundaries and ethics is one yeah. you really can't get enough of. It's true. Right. And also, I'm pretty entertaining. 
you're probably going to want to be there. Yeah, you probably... It's going to be good. You, you probably are, because just <laughs> uh, you guys heard it already just on here. I mean, she cracks me up. I like, mean, it's probably... Stuff. I she mean, I might laughing, make you laugh, but you, know. you guys are going to be at the edge of your yeah. seat. You're going to be like, what comes next? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Katie doing the next workshop, you know. But, yes. yeah, what are the other... So let's, let's just give them... While well, we're talking about their conference, it's... So there's going to be a workshop on LGBTQIA, um, basically barriers and Mm -hmm. how like recovery for people in that um, population. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a Native American recovery workshop. There's going to be a rural community recovery workshop. Mm -hmm. There's going to be forensic peer support. Um, For those of you who don't know what that is, that's basically how do we take peer support into jails and institutions? Resiliency. Resiliency. There's going to be, uh, hopefully, a workshop by the Department of Behavioral Health um, where they're going to come in and talk about um, certification and probably be able to answer a lot of the questions that you guys have that we haven't been able to answer maybe necessarily. And then what what else Uh, is the other one? I feel like we're forgetting somebody. Anyway, uh, the keynote speaker is going to be... uh, Jeanette, and she does um, laughter yoga. And if if you have never been to a laughter yoga or never watched a video on laughter yoga, it is a life-changing experience. Uh, if you come to the conference, I'm going to share my own personal life-changing moment when I went to a laughter yoga workshop. I'm going to share that at the conference. But not, not right gonna, now. I'm not going to share it now because that's my teaser. He's holding that's out. That's my teaser for you to come to the conference to hear that First thing in the morning. So uh, Jeanette's going on at 11 o'clock and you are not going to want to miss this because it is going to be just, it's, it is unbelievable. Really. You, you can't help but laugh. You just, I mean, just talking about it, you're laughing, right? But like imagine in a room full of a hundred people, everybody is laughing. It is really something to experience. Um, So laughter yoga, we got the awards uh, awards ceremony. So every year, you know, we do the peer support of the year, um, best recovery oriented services. And then we always do a a third one. And so we're going to hold that off. You got to come to the conference again to find out who the award winners are. Um, recovery bingo. Yeah. That's going to be super fun. We have a lot of prizes. Yeah. Everybody's going to get a prize for recovery bingo. Also, we're going to be doing, um, We want, at the same time, there's going to be a break. We're going to be recording everybody's five good minutes. We want to get people's recovery stories while we're at the conference. We're all going to be super fired up. And so it's going to be a good time to like um, get people's inspirational stories about um, how you recover, what's happened for you in recovery, what are, what, um, what are the things that you faced before you got recovery? We want to hear the truth. We want to hear the ugly stuff. We want to hear the great stuff. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, uh, MPN members, you get in free. So it's Missoula at the Holiday Inn downtown. And uh, if you're not a member, that's totally cool. It's 20 bucks. Okay, so like we try to make this as affordable as we can. 20 bucks if you're a non-member. Or go on our website and sign up and become a member, and then you get in free. Like, it's totally cool. We have goodie bags we give away. There's lots of stuff in there. Plus, there's going to be booths. 
Uh, so different organizations come out and they do booths and they'll have information booths and the networking that goes on at the conference is super cool. Everybody's hanging out. Give out awards. Yeah, it's a celebration. It's just, it's a lot of fun. And so uh, would really encourage you to come out to Yeah, the we want to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other topics on the, uh, or any other uh, things on the, the conference, I mean? I think we covered no, that, didn't we? Um, yeah, and honestly, like, get on Montana Peer Network website and become a member. It's free, and we want you guys to be on board. We want you guys to be a part of this. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of like, uh, it's changing recovery. It's changing the face of recovery, and we want people in recovery, and we want people to get recovery from this. So yeah. go to our website, become a member. You can get our newsletter. We want... Um, you know, the more the merrier. Exactly, exactly. And you're probably listening to this on like SoundCloud or iTunes. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube. I mean, we're all over yeah. the place. You can so stalk us all over social media. You can. Come you and can totally. Yep. Stalk us out. And if you got something that you want to share or you want to come on and be a guest on a podcast, like you have a topic and you want to be a part of it. We're totally up for that. Just send us an email. So uh, mine's Jim at mtpeernetwork.org. And Katie at mtpeernetwork.org. Yeah. And I, uh, before we go, we have just a few minutes left here. I want to say thanks, Katie. Uh, this is your first podcast. How was it for you? Awesome. Yeah. So I told you, it's nothing to it. Um Katie and I are going to be doing, we'll be co-hosting podcasts. We're going to do them regular. There's going to be another one coming out the day of the conference. We're going to do one right there at the conference, pull people in, um, talk to people. Maybe, maybe we could get the award, award winners to It's going to be, it's going to be super uplifting. Absolutely. So again, it's recovery month, September, 2018. Uh, go to our website. Uh, we have a button right on there. It says recovery month tells you all the cool things that are going on. Um, uh, please get involved. This is a month to celebrate your celebrate recovery. Celebrate your recovery. Absolutely. Get you know? informed. Get get on board. Get involved. Yes. Build more community. Get more connections. Right. It's going to be an amazing month. Because that's what it's all about. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's what it's all about is getting connected to your community. We know when people are unhealthy, they're isolated, they're alone, you know. And so you got to get connected to other people. And there's lots, there's more options now than ever before. Right. You know, the fact that you're listening to this podcast, I mean, just think about that. You know, it's like years, uh, not that many years ago, you couldn't do a podcast. (laughs) You would have to buy radio time and actually go on a radio station and pay and you'd be on it like 2 a.m. And it's a one, one hit. It's one off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like now you can listen to this. You can share it if you like. You can be on it. You could be actually on the show. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You and you can, can share be on the podcast. Yeah. And so, you know, and we, and we want you to do that. We want to hear your stories. We want you to be involved. If you liked what we were talking about earlier with the, uh, and the NPR article, go check it out, you know, chime in, go on our Facebook page. We posted it there. You can make a comment, you know, um, yeah. The main thing is get involved, right? Right. Now we want to connect with you guys. Exactly. So, um, again, recoverymonth.gov is the website tech tool of the month, or you can come to our podcast, mtpeernetwork.org. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, we're like just about out of time. We've got about a minute left. So. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of this. I'm super excited. Yeah. How's the job so far? Well, it's been so hard. No. <laughs> no, no, it's been amazing. I feel like I I landed the jackpot on this job. So, right. yeah, I'm super excited. Cool. My boss is kind of a neck breaker. Yeah, I realized once I asked her that, I was He's like, He's a oh, slave driver. Kind of putting you on the spot, I guess, a little bit. But, God, he just works know. me so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if you like our podcast, another cool thing you can check out is our five good minutes. Yeah. So five good minutes are five minutes. They're little videos on Facebook. They're super raw. They're yeah. good. And they're oh, just yeah. five minutes. Yeah. They don't take yeah. a lot of your day. They're just, yeah. um, that, yeah. they're the real story. Real, real quick. Yeah. Real and real quick. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway. That should be our catchphrase for the five good minutes. Real it, and it real could quick. Be. It could be. We could get a poster and just hang it up in the background there. Bye, guys. All right. So we're tuning out. Uh, check us out next time. Uh, September 15th, we'll be doing another one. And that's all we have. So thanks for tuning in. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.